1: Welcome to the Fanatical Elves Show, part of the Elves Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Hey! We are a bunch of wild and crazy Browns fans. That's right. We are the Fanatical Elves Show. I'm John. That's Sam we are here, it is a Thursday, hope all Browns fans are doing well wherever you are tuning in from. Sam, how are you doing this afternoon or this evening?
2: Good, it's still the afternoon technically, not the evening just yet. Yeah. affects my lighting if you can't tell. It's like rainy outside so it's a weird here, I'll show you. It's a weird blue color if I open my window, uh-huh. see? It looks Ooh, weird because it's yeah. blue because it's kind of dark and rainy outside. So I'm trying to fix my lighting a little,
0: but well, yeah, you, it's, you, I'm,
2: it, it's nice. Uh, looking forward to this Texans game. Uh, is, do we know if CJ Stroud is playing or no? I'm looking
1: right now, Thursday afternoon. There's been nothing out there on social media. Uh, I know yesterday there was some ch- chatter saying that he was not probably going to be playing. Yeah, I, it it's, unlikely. Um, yeah, I would say it's very unlikely. It sounds like case Keenum the former Cleveland Brown a veteran who is back up to Baker will be going uh, at it against Joe Flacco, Flacco mania. Uh, I know we're talking about Flacco mania here on our, our, uh, fanatical L's network. We've got the Oracle, uh, uh, Elliot's talking a lot about Flacco mania. Listen to, uh, the, what the elf was that earlier this, uh, today, uh, Joel K the left guard, he might be joining us. I'm not sure if he'll pop on here or not, but he, uh, he also was talking about Flacco but he was talking about all those non-holding calls against Miles Garrett. I guess there's some sort of a 45-second video circulating showing yeah, the maybe. multitude of uh, Miles Garrett
2: being... Uh, he gets held all the time and no one calls <laughs> it. That's what, you know, what yeah. Mike has to deal with. That's what Aaron Donald has to deal with. If you're a really good right-end or left-end, I guess, a- edge runner at all, you're going to have to deal with uh, not no holding calls being called yeah. on you cuz it's the only way they can stop you.
1: It's always surprising to me like watching these games and you know and Joel points out a good thing that we all sh- should understand but I mean the NFL is such a big business. And you know that they, they, they want a, a product that that is uh looks good and, and it's fancy but the fact that you know they they did not call anything any holding call at all last week against the Bears is just ridiculous because there's holding, like Joel said, like practically on every play um, in the NFL. And it's mm-hmm. really just, it's kind of a judgment. Um, and he believes that it was, you know, purposefully that they did not, you know, call anything. Garrett had pointed out the week before that he was being held. And so I don't know if it was, uh, you know, the NFL trying to get back at Miles or what, whatever. But it's just, We'll see what happens this week. It is, you know, NFL is high dollars. It's it's the Browns and the Houston, Te- uh, Houston Texans game is going to be nationally broadcast um, on the early right. game across most of the nation. So again, it's, there will be a lot of eyes watching this game. Without CJ Stroud, I heard also that the Browns had been um, not, uh, they were uh, not favored, but then now with him not playing, they they went from a two-point underdog to a two point favorite. Uh what do you think going into this game? Are you feeling better about the fact that C obviously I I feel better that CJ is not playing. What are your what's your assessment with the quarterbacks and, and the Texans going into this game, Sam?
2: Uh well I would have actually just thought a little off topic. I would have gone to this game. Um because I live five hours, maybe less than five hours away from houston yeah um but it was christmas eve and so it wouldn't have been practical for my family uh, before
1: you go before you go to your point what's so funny to me sam is that when you and i talk about time and going places like and you know i lived in kansas for 26 years so so when you mentioned to other people that might be tuning in that you say well it's only five hours you know if living here in ohio if people that grow up here in ohio going five hours seems like Forever, um, it's just funny.
2: Uh, an eighth of Texas.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, right. It's 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 the perception that we have. So me going three or four hours to Kansas City from Wichita was no big no biggie, but when you start talking to people back east about traveling five hours, it's just funny how how we how we perceive things differently. Okay, on to your yeah. point. So you would have gone to the game. It's a
2: four and a half hour drive, by the way, about four hours uh, and twenty minutes, and it's only about if you're driving from the tip of uh the border to the tip of uh the top of texas it's like a fourth it's texas is massive man Um, it's
1: its own country sam It used at one point i think it was for a few days
2: (laughs) yeah and but on to the football actually um i definitely feel better that cj stratt is out because cj shout was really good i still Mm -hmm. think he probably will win offensive rookie of the year even though he's Mm -hmm. been injured for the past few Mm -hmm. weeks um but you always have to feel better about your team when, uh, uh, or about the opponent when the quarterback is out. And so it's unfortunate for Stroud because he was having a really good season. But the Browns definitely are going to have a bit of a benefit from it. Um, it is going to look like Case Keenum's going to play. Uh, and so I think Case Keenum will make it easier because he has never been a very good NFL quarterback. But I've, I'm 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 still a little worried because sometimes the secondary just decides to not f- remember how to play football.
1: Uh, hey, well, and Sam. We were just talking. Uh, welcome to Left Guard. Joel Cade is here. Mm-hmm. And Howdy- if you're listening to us, if you're watching us, we're recording this right now, but it will be live later on this afternoon or this evening. Um, we were just talking about the perception of Sam was going go to go maybe to the Texans game, and it's a five-hour jaunt from where he lives and it's funny because i was saying how the perception of people back east because i lived in kansas so four or five hour trip is is nothing for sam and i but you start talking to people back here in the east it's like oh what five hours my god that's like but like sam says it's like texas is a huge state anyway we're talking about cj stroud probably not playing uh joel welcome to the show uh cj stroud maybe not playing and your perception of time uh we'd like your takes (laughs)
0: Um, So my <laughs> perception of time would be a long discourse, um, given that my field in philosophy is phenomenology. That's very, yes. very interesting discussion in phenomenology is yes. the concept of time, yes. uh, particularly as it relates to narrative and perception and all mm-hmm. these. Like, um, anyway, anyway, Um, but on to the real question, which is C.J. Stroud. I mean, I would like to have played against C.J. Stroud. Uh, he's a yeah. good quarterback. I remember... Yeah. One of my very first podcasts I've done here for the Fanatical Elves Network was a, a question of with the first pick because I have some friends who are Carolina Panthers fans. Yes. And I tried to convince them that they should take C.J. Stroud and not take yes. Bryce Young. And they're like, no, no, no. This stupid test they're out there taking says that Bryce Young's the best quarterback. I don't Let's know if that's the case. two test, I believe, is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, whatever test. It, it just... I mean, look, Lamar Jackson got like a two on the Wonder League. I mean, does it really matter? The guy was an MVP. So, I mean, tests are dumb. But, I mean, going up against Case Keenum, Case Keenum knows the Browns. Case Keenum should uh, have a pretty good idea of what the Browns can and can't do, although it's a different team now than when Keenum was on the team. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think uh, he won't be a rollover and die type player. So this will be a game in Houston. So. Sam Sam, and I, were I was mentioning this, Sam,
1: before you came on the air. Left guard, by the way, Joel does his What the Elf was that, and I had a chance to listen to a bit of it earlier today. Check that out. We're on on social media platforms, Apple, Spotify as well, so tune in. But you were talking a little bit, um, there's uh, going back in time a little bit last week to the Browns game, and I thought your take early on in your show about the holding calls and the non-holding calls and the 45-second montage of, of – Video showing, you know, Miles getting, you know, beaten up Um, and no holding calls at all all day long. You know, that holding can happen every play. It's happening every play. And it's really Mm -hmm. a decision by the NFL or the, you know, because it's a big business and a lot of big product, you know, what they want to put out there. So I wanted you to follow up on that. I know maybe some fans, I don't know if they've all listened to your show, but um, I thought your take on it because, you know, the NFL is all about money and greed and, and, and the man and, or you you, what's the term you use? I, uh, going back to your board, the, the Borg, the Borg straight out of so, Star Trek. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that take on your on miles. And so
0: you- just to preface this, if you're interested, I probably dedicate 20 minutes out of a 25 minute podcast to this discussion. And then I dedicate another 10 more in the Cleveland Brownie acts to this discussion. Mm. So I want to start off by saying that I love football. I love watching football. I love talking about football. I love playing football. I love the strategy of football, but I hate the NFL because I think if you're talking about a pendulum, right? If you think of a pendulum and on the one side of the pendulum is just football for football's sake, right? We're just playing a game for competition. And the other thing of the pendulum is we're here to make money for the sake of making money and we'll do whatever we can to make money. One being like, amateur sports the other being wwe i think the nfl is closer to wwe than it is pure competitive football and the reason i think that is because of this holding right i I think the nfl has decided that What makes money are people, quarterbacks, big names in the stadiums. That's why people go to the games to see the big names. You're going to go see Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. You know, you're going to go see the name. And then you want to see the name, throw the ball all over the place and score points. Scoring points is exciting. Fans can get excited about it. So that's what you want to see. As a result, I think we're seeing a lot more penalties on the defense in terms of the secondary, a lot of the hits. Some of them are very deserved penalties. Uh, That guy, Kaze over at Pittsburgh, getting... uh, suspended is absolutely a viable and accurate thing to do but the other way to do that is you got to protect the quarterback and if you have defensive linemen like miles garrett who has basically broken the nfl because nobody can really block him two people can't block him when you're that good you have to find a way to keep your product on the field otherwise you've got miles garrett just getting 15 sacks a game like the water boy all right Mm -hmm. so They've just decided that they're just going to hold and grab and all this kind of stuff on Miles Garrett. But it's getting to the point now where Miles Garrett, his health and safety is on the line. You haven't seen some of this. People are grabbing him by his face mask and ripping his head around. Kinds of crazy stuff. So at some point, the NFL has to protect their pass rushers. And they have to ask themselves how much like the WWE do we want to be? I mean, what are mm-hmm. we about? And if, and if you're about the quarterback sitting back and throwing touchdowns, then maybe mm-hmm. you should just start the NFL flag football league. I mean, well, this,
1: this season has been very interesting um, just in general too. You know, you've got teams like the Browns who are back in it. You've got the Detroit lions who are are having a very healthy, good season. You even have a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, riding the back of uh, Baker Mayfield who are kind of getting into the playoff picture in the NFC. Uh, Baker, by the way, had an outstanding uh, game. We're not talking about Baker Mayfield anymore, but he did uh, turn out a really good good performance against Green Bay. It's funny to me because you think about the last time he was in Green Bay and played on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day against the Packers, and what a you know dis disappointment. I think that was that twenty one
0: season. He grew up a Green Bay Packer fan, so I'm sure really? he went up there, okay. impressed, and like really tried too hard. And then this year, yeah. he probably went up there and said, "Look, I'm going to go." Ball out yeah. in green Bay. You yeah.
1: Know? Let's, um, let's take a quick break here. We're on the fanatical elves show. This is Thursday and, uh, we're getting geared up for the Browns versus the Houston Texans. The playoffs are in sight. We'll talk about that in a little bit more right after these quick breaks. I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal each week. you will hear us in conversation with business icons. And we're back from that quick break. Not those quick breaks, but that that one break. Hope you uh, enjoyed uh, listening to all those scintillating uh, commercials. And we've got Joel, the left guard here. We've got Sam Britton there, down there in Texas. Uh, Sam, um, let's let's shift gears and talk a little bit about the Browns again. Looking back, playing the the Texans here. Um, Keys to the game. I kind of want to start with the defense. You know, we've talked a lot about them this season. Uh, we, you know, we just finished talking about miles Garrett. The, the Browns also have a myriad of players on injured reserve. Let's talk defense though. Where do you see this game against Houston? What are some keys for you on the defensive side of the ball? And what are you looking for as we get going here on, on Sunday?
2: Yeah, um, a little bit of an a little bit off. Uh, C.J. Stroud has three thousand six hundred thirty-one yards, which is sixth place, and he hasn't played two games yet. Uh, uh he's missed two games, which is really impressive. But yes, I think I think the whole thing about um the defense has been forcing a lot of turnovers, um, and it's been an important part of the game, uh, mm-hmm. especially for the Browns because we've had six turnovers. I mentioned it in my podcast. Um, it's a seven to six ratio of turnovers. Our opponents have had seven, we've had six. And so seven turnovers in two games has what is won us these past two games. Mm-hmm. And so I think the defense has been forcing a lot of turnovers, uh, making mis- yeah. making the opponent make mistakes. Um yeah. even when they make a not not a mistake, they are forcing turnovers um and just making good plays. And so I think as we continue to um look at this defense and watch them work through these injuries and see how they continue to play over this last uh, three weeks. I think turnovers is going to be a very, very important uh, piece of this defense trying to, because with the offense, especially these turnovers that they're making, you got to get those turnovers back basically. (laughs) Yeah. So I think these turnovers are going to be an important part of keeping the um, the Texans off the field and also keeping the Browns in the game.
1: The line, like I we, Sam, you and I were talking before Joel came on the air. We were saying how the Browns were not, we were the underdogs going to this game with CJ Stroud at quarterback, but now they're the favorites. Uh, how that flipped because they've grown with Case Keenan probably. Um, and again, you know, you look to the defense to, you know, maybe get sparks and turnovers. Man, re watching some of that Bears Browns game, and both teams had other opportunities in that game to even get more turnovers there. The Browns had their hands on a couple other passes that were almost intercepted um, by various players. I think Greg Newsom had one that like, basically he had it and he dropped it. I think Martin Emerson had an opportunity at another one, but yeah, I definitely, you know, it's been kind of the bugaboo. It's really interesting with this Browns team because they are nine and five and somehow they've managed to get to this point point and they've they were such uh they've turned the ball over so many times especially early in the season. They've done a little bit better job more recently. Now the last game or two they they've faltered a little bit. Flacco's thrown a couple, you know, passes that just should not have been thrown. But um where are you at, Joel, with the on the defensive side of the ball and the keys there for you as you look at this game
0: Sunday? So I think what needs to happen and I'm sure that uh Uh, jim schwartz is understands this better than i do okay what needs to happen up front is you got to create disruption if you're going to have two three people on miles garrett you've got to start looking at other ways to get other people free runners or in like just one-on-one matchups that they can win um so i think there needs to be a strategic uh, effort to take advantage of people holding miles garrett Mm -hmm. um and him forcing that up front Mm -hmm. i think i think I would like, and I—I I don't know if this was—I ad- heard this was addressed in the press conference, but I would like to see Jeremiah Wusukor Mora on the field all the time. So I don't know what what yeah. that's going to require or what that's going to yeah. take, but his speed is something that that linebacking mm-hmm. core could really use. Because, I mean, I like Anthony Walker, but he's not the fastest of guys, and every, he was out every last game, week. yeah, yeah, every game he's out there. We're watching some running back beat him to the corner and what could be a two yard loss is going to be a five yard game because he's just not a fast guy. So the secondary, I'd love to see one or two of our safeties get better. I'd love to see Thornhill mm-hmm. back out there. I am just looking at the injury report and yeah. it's not up. It's not updated for today, but Thornhill, what is Thornhill's practice, injury? What is his? It's thick? listed as a calf injury. Mm. So I mean, okay. just I'd like to see some of the some healthy corners okay. just playing yeah. on time. I mean, Houston's going to be a fast track in that dome, mm-hmm. so it's going to be a matter of speed uh, happening. Think really, there. that that team they're now they're
1: eight and six, I believe, coming into this game. And you go back a year from a, a year earlier, the Browns. That was this. This is the first time that the Browns went down there with Deshaun Watson as quarterback, and the Browns were able to pull out the win down there um this team though and CJ Stroud now minus CJ Stroud but still it's a different team they have built confidence uh the fan base will be a, it's the, it sounds like it's you know when i've overheard games down there before they they have a pretty good fan base um so i think that's going to be an advantage obviously and like you said they're going to get off to a they're fast um offensively for Houston so Again, like in the this game that the Browns played against the Bears, it's going to be – I mean, I, don't you feel like it's going to be a different style of game almost going into this one than from the Bears game? Like last week was like you kind of projected that it was going to be a low-scoring battle. I mean, the Bears took the lead, but the Browns were able to bounce back, but then they lost the lead again. But nobody kind of got away from each other. I, I almost feel like in this game, it's kind of like that Rams game or the Seattle game where – you know they could get down, but then how do they do? They fight back. You know they've fought back. We're the cardiac kids two 0, So I imagine that we will fight back. But I would much rather see us take the lead. Do you guys think that the Browns, Sam? Do you think the Browns can get the lead in this game early?
2: Yeah, and, I think. Yeah. I think it's definitely possible. But I kind of this, these comebacks are it makes, um, it kind of makes your team. It gives them like thick skin. I guess, mm. for lack of better terms, is it it, sure. it teaches them not to give up, and it tells them that I know they're adults, but it helps especially <laughs> with this whole mentality of we've proven we can come back and we've done it before, so why can't we do it now? Mm-hmm. And I think it's I think it is surprised
1: Sam. You're you're as much of an adult
0: as some of these players that are out there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, some of these kids. I mean, Injoku was nineteen out there when he got drafted.
2: Yeah. Well, it was I,
1: interesting. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sam.
2: No, I, I think it is definitely... I think getting the lead is obviously good. Good. It helps you. Um, It'll give you... A, it It kind of messes with the opponent, too. It makes them play desperate football a little. It makes them mm. more prone to mistakes. But I think coming back from games and doing things like mm-hmm. that is going to make the team a stronger and better team and Here's, will make yeah. it easier for them, especially in playoff games where the... Intensity is high. They've already experienced it multiple times, and if their opponent has it, maybe that edge is what wins them the game.
1: Now, here's here's what I'm most worried about, uh, Joel and Sam, is that I'm worried that Joe Flacco shaved this week, and and he, and he lost his beard, and I'm feeling like like that was some good mojo with that beard, and now that he got rid of it, I'm I'm a little more nervous.
0: Um, I mean, I'm superstitious. So, the, <laughs> I, tell, I tell you, what, I'm not shaving
1: mine yet. I'm I'm keeping it. You know, <laughs> I'll
0: give you a serious take on the offense. Um, I think a couple of those throws last week, one particularly on in the interception. Yes, a couple more were Flacco and the receivers not being on the same page. Absolutely, and I think that's going to get better. May not be perfect, but it'll get better. Um, each week that he's there, they're practicing, they're going over film, mm-hmm. they're talking about these things, they get better. Right, he. He's basically in the equivalent of his, what, third game coming up? Fourth? Third? Third. I mean, he's still in the preseason right now. He's still in the preseason right now. So, Or he's in the first month of of the season, right? So teams are trying to figure it. If you think about him in relationship to what other teams are going through in the first Mm -hmm. month of football, they're trying to figure it out and all get on the same page, Mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of where he's at. And I think the Mm -hmm. more he plays, the more he does it, the better off it's going to be. I think Mm -hmm. we've seen improvement every week from, from Flacco. Mm -hmm. we know he's got the big arm that can make throws. I think it's just a matter of getting comfortable. Mm -hmm. Also, you got to understand this is who Flacco is to a degree. He will throw a pick or two. This is Mm -hmm. why the Ravens went with another quarterback. Um, They went with Lamar Jackson as opposed to paying Flacco again. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: So let's, let's, um, let's uh, finish with this topic. And the title of the show is playoffs in sight. And I wanted your assessment on. So we're the overview here. Is it going into the game? It's by the way, Merry Christmas to you guys. And Merry Christmas to all of us. who listen to the fanatical L's. You can again, download us here on Apple and Spotify. Follow us here on YouTube and the X. Um, So the playoffs are in sight. The Browns will know come Sunday, be uh, a little bit about the playoff picture because, and the AFC North Cincinnati Bengals are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know where that game's at, but that game's going to be played Saturday. And then, um, Sam and I were looking earlier that what the Ravens are where where are they at Sam
2: nine uh if they win uh if the Browns you know, wh- where wins, where in...
1: no yeah oh. what I was saying where do the Ravens play
2: oh on, 49ers and, 49ers
1: and that's is that Monday night
2: Monday night football in in San Francisco yeah
0: honestly, I was gonna say I thought that was in San Francisco
1: yeah so, but but at least Saturday we'll have some assessment I don't know who else is playing Saturday but I know Pittsburgh is playing the 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 Bengals. So that game's in
0: Pittsburgh at four thirty. Okay,
1: so we'll have a little bit more under no know, knowledge of where everybody stacks up. I don't know, like last week, if the Browns win or lose, if they stay in that five seed or not. But does anybody here know that?
2: I believe or- if the Bengals win, right? Let's just say Bengals win, uh, and Colts win. Let's just say the Bengals and Colts win. Those are the six and seven seeds. Mm-hmm. We beat both of those teams once, and so we stay in the five seed. Um. But I, okay. if the Texans beat us, we are, well, we will both have the same record. And I believe that might push us, push them into our spot because they beat us. Okay. But okay. I know that if the, but the two people behind us, which are the Bengals and the Colts, we've beaten at least once. Meaning even if they win, we have the uh-huh. tiebreaker on them.
1: This Bengals versus Browns game in the last week of the season. I still, we've talked about it for a couple of weeks now. That's going to be a big game. Uh, and it's still two, three weeks away, but it's going to have some bearing on seedings and, and all of that. But I mean, realistically, Sam, you said off air before we came on that the Browns right now have an 89 or 90% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. 90%. Now, if they lose, you said it went down to like 70, 77. 77%. And if they win,
2: it's 99%. Wow. Yeah. yeah that would be That would hand.
1: be 10. Yeah. 10. You get, yeah, and, then, and I think you said in. that. Yeah, yeah ten, you're in. You've said that a couple weeks now, uh, Joel, and I've yeah kind of managed that. It's funny because you know you go back to some seasons, like in was it the 2007 season with Romeo Cornell That team got the ten and six, and they got ousted because, like um Steve was reminding us, Steve Gill of the Dog mm-hmm. South, that that last week the Browns won, but then since the Colts. And whoever they were playing decided like they weren't going to play their starters or something. And, and the Browns needed the Colts to win, I think, or something. And they, they lost anyway. That was the last time the Browns got close. Well, they got to the playoffs since in 2020, mm-hmm. but that year we all thought they were going to go to the playoffs in 2007 and they, they missed out. It was just, and what really what happened in that season, Sam, I don't know if you were, you probably weren't. What I, was
2: alive. I was alive. You were alive.
1: But that twenty oh seven season, remind me, Joel, if you re- can recall, but in twenty oh seven, they were needing some help in that last week and they didn't get it. But the week before they had played somebody I can't remember who, I I but they remember. but they kind of they 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 blew it. They they had an opportunity to win, um, and they and they couldn't do it.
0: And um they were in control of their destiny until the last week of the season. I mean, so I'll say I, this about playoffs, John just take care of your own business. Yes. If you take care of your own business, then you don't have to worry about what anybody else yeah. is doing.
2: Yeah. You that's what up, I talked about in my podcast. I'm like, yeah, yeah we, let's just win. This is just, just win the games, just, and we don't have to yeah. win.
0: And, but, and then, it, but it gets to the
1: bigger, my, the overview, like Joel, you've been speculating just now, even on our show about the NFL and big business and all this stuff and holding and non holding calls. And what does the NFL want to see? Cause you got a lot of people out there. I've got a lot of friends who are, conspiracy theorists and i'm not talking conspiracies today but but it's always interesting to me when you get to this time of the year because you can control some aspects of these games like you've already Mm -hmm. mentioned and so um you you want to say that you're in control and just take care of your own business so i get it's just interesting because i i agree with you i just I see this other picture above that. Well, and it's like, when wow. I say
0: when I say when you're in, you have to factor in that the officials are something you're going to have to overcome. You're just going to have to overcome the officials. And when I say the NFL, you know, tries to manufacture outcomes, I mm. say that because I think the NFL is in conjunction or partners with abc nbc fox whoever it is they've got contracts with and they know that their money is coming from that contract and those networks know that the bigger audiences they can get for their games the better off they're going to get and more money they're going to get from sponsors so i think the nfl has become a little bit too complicit in which matchup would nbc rather have which matchup would fox rather have which matchup would abc rather have um i don't think nbc's i think it's cbs but yeah, that. So, I mean, a, a situation you just got to ask yourself if we win, but we're going to have to understand that the officials are going to be against us and we're going to figure this out. But that's just a part of it. Like when I was coaching high school ball and I played high yeah. school ball, we knew yeah. we go to a certain spot, we're yep. going to get all the bad calls. You yep. just you just it's something you're going to have to understand and you're going to yes. have to overcome.
1: Well, I I had a basketball uh, coaching tonight uh and I had a game last night, so very uh, understanding of that concept yep. <laughs> when you it when happens. you're traveling. We're on the road twice it last happens. night and then tonight, so it's something you just have to manage. And then then you have to work with your players and your your coaching staff and get them to understand uh, to go along with that and try to you know preach it. especially like young players that we're I work with. You know that this is something you just have to uh, learn, and that's what kind of what we're talking about right now. But mm-hmm. let's look at the final uh, your final takes here as we prepare. What are you looking forward to most? What do you think the? How do you think the game's going to play out? Uh, Sam, let's start with you, and uh, any predictions? Uh,
2: Well, I just want to throw something out here real quick. So the Jaguars are. uh, Let's just say the playoffs started right now. I know it's whatever, but we're the five seed, meaning we play the four seed. The four seed is the Jaguars, who are first. Mm -hmm. But the Colts, Mm -hmm. the Jaguars are eight and six. Colts also eight and six, and Texans also eight and six. Mm -hmm. So that means if two teams lose and one team wins it changes it just switches mm-hmm. so let's the colts yeah. and the texans lose and the jaguars win they stay there but if the jaguars mm-hmm. and the texans lose and the colts win colts move up so the four mm-hmm. seed who we're gonna have to play if the playoffs playoffs ended is going to be very um it's kind of going to be shifty uh depending is there on any way
1: that we can go. get a home playoff game
2: uh no not yeah really. there is there actually is oh no well, technically there is if all the high seeds lose and, mm-hmm. and we end up playing like the six or seven seeds we can technically get a home playoff game
0: well baltimore has to if baltimore loses twice and the browns browns went out baltimore loses twice we hold an afc record playoff um tiebreaker over baltimore so long as we keep winning out and baltimore can lose two games between i don't know who they're playing i know they're playing the, well, the 49ers Playing 49ers. the 49ers, the Dolphins, and I think they got the Steelers at the end of the season. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. So that's that's not out of reach, but I mean yeah. the, the Browns team we're looking at. I'm I'm
2: Steelers, you're right.
0: Yeah. So here, here's my final take if you yeah. want it. Yeah. Two things. One, Stefanski is nine and zero against the AFC South. So yes. keep that in mind. All right. Yeah. So hopefully that's Steelers a good that's a good that. observation. Yep. Nine and 0. Nine and I want 0. To thank yep. my son Nate for that. He gave me that one. And the other thing is this, and I and I tell my son, because he gets all nerved up and all this, and I'll just say, look, the Browns have had so many injuries, right? Quarterback, running back, tackles, mm-hmm. corners, defensive ends, linebackers, everything. And we're running on the MASH unit, okay? So mm-hmm. at this point, anything they do positive is a bonus, mm-hmm. period. So if they get all, like, they fall apart, whatever, that's what you'd expect from the MASH unit. But if yeah. they go out there and they play well, then that's a bonus. So don't don't get all upset over the Browns and how bad or how good or whatever they're doing. I mean, they're not supposed to be doing anything right now, which means everything they're doing is a bonus. So if you take that mm-hmm. mentality going into the game, it's going to be okay. We're not going to yes. have to throw our phones down in the third quarter saying well, this crap's over and go taking my dog for a walk. All right. Just, just hang in there. Just hang in there. All right. Well hey, I think I've I've clearly stated now a
1: multitude of times on these shows and on social media that I am the irrational I I am the irrational fan here in the in the group <laughs> and I I claim that title. Uh, I'm sticking to it. Um
0: <laughs> so um i'm just saying yeah. john look it, it just, oh, i got you just just look and these browns team is expected to do nothing so anything positive they do is a bonus okay yes just look at I, it that way
1: uh i totally get i totally get that i just need to stay off social media during absolutely. the absolutely because that's 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 the trigger i and think you need you to know. stay
0: off social media period that place is just
1: toxic it is a toxic toxic place well i haven't been on it as much as Uh, recently you know with all my other endeavors that i do outside of outside of the fanatical elves um any final thought sam before we part ways today
2: yeah just one thing this texans game actually holds a lot of playoff thing too Uh because i think i might have mentioned this already but if we win the colts and the tech beat we already beat the colts we already beat the texans meaning because they're the seven and eight seeds they can't jump us if we lose and they win they can't jump us and take the five seeds so there's a lot of weight on this game Oh, uh i didn't do all the calculations i would have so tried, now i'm but... stressed
0: though now i'm not that irrational look, look, fan look, look. now you got me all... don't don't be stressed look if the browns make the playoffs that's a bonus but because we throw in the mash unit out there the expectation is they won't do anything go ahead sam
2: we're I so close
0: I... we're so close come on i
2: would have done the math and figured out how what scenarios could have happened to see who we would have played if the four seed remains but it'll be it'll be it's a good game it's going to be an important important yeah. game especially yeah. for the texans because if they win they move up uh if, if they win they can move up into the playoffs because they're technically out right now um yeah. but we just if we win we basically are guaranteed in the playoffs unless some weird shenanigans happen
1: okay folks you heard it here from sam and from joe the all left three guard games. no we're not going to do that um, Browns breakdowns with Sam coming up later this afternoon. We've got the Brownie X also that'll be posting here uh this later on today as well. And uh we'll be pushing this Fanatical Elves show out on audio. Please subscribe to us, follow us here on the Fanatical Elves. You can type in Cleveland Browns. Uh, Podcast when you go to Spotify or Apple and boom we pop up you'll see the fanatical elves we've gained hundreds and hundreds of followers on the social media platforms over the last couple of weeks thanks to you we're getting giveaways we're giving away hats and ball caps and t-shirts and all sorts of fun things so thank you again for following us and being loyal uh, supporters of our our shows go Browns have a great rest of your evening and we will be talking to you later this weekend we'll have a pregame show on Sunday and postgame following that. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Sam. Go, Browns. Latest in Browns news. Oh, tune in now. Good to hear me again.